Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's going on, my friend? It's Johnny King. Hey, thank you for listening to my podcast, The Johnny King Show. And just a heads up, uh, I've mentioned it, but uh, I will mention it again. I am rebranding the podcast. You don't need to do anything. If you are a subscriber and an enjoyer (laughs) of the podcast, um, just stay tuned. I'm going to be focusing a little bit more on you know, men's work, if you will, quote unquote, men's work, doubling down on uh, just helping guys get clarity around whatever it is they feel like is holding them back from being the best version of themselves. So if you are a female listening, uh, please feel free to to pass along to any men uh, that you hold near and dear to your heart that you feel like might resonate. Um, But in this particular episode, I want to talk about something that uh, that I, uh, comes to my mind every once in a while, and it just it jogged my memory just recently, earlier today, and that is that let's I don't know five six seven years I don't know it's been a long time right I posted something on Facebook, and I got a like two or three different people um, you know you get a lot of comments like yay love this so inspiring cool. Every once in a while you get some people who just hate, hate on it, right? And the post was something about, I don't totally remember, it was something to the effect of like, hey, chase your dreams, don't do anything um, other than that because you deserve to love what you do. And someone said, like, not really exactly, but essentially like, F you, Johnny, not everyone has the freedom to pursue their hopes and dreams, you know, some of us have to, you know, pay our bills <laughs> or something like that. And I and I got, you know, obviously it's like, well, for certain people who are coming from a, a place where they feel very stuck, they can be defensive about their stuckness, if you will, right? And uh, on a podcast episode that I just recorded with Stephen Crawford, we were talking about this, and I have seen, I've seen a lot of people, right, who are either stuck in unhappy careers, work that they're doing, or unhappy marriages, uh, and it's, at least with all these people, all these women that I was working with back in the day, 2010 to, let's say, 2018, a lot of them were, uh, when you really dug into it, many of them were overweight because they were so unhappy with their lives, right? And food was their coping mechanism, right? For me, it's Netflix. (laughs) I like watching Netflix because it allows me to completely numb out and transport to whatever era or whatever I'm watching, right? That's, That's something that I do, right? And there's there's varying levels of disempowerment or cost to these numbing mechanisms, right? And I, I have not yet found 
someone who doesn't really have a coping mechanism. Um, we all have them. And some of them are healthier than others, right? A coping mechanism might be working out. A coping mechanism might be doing heroin, right? Not necessarily on the same playing field there. Um, however, when it comes to food, food is a very seductive one, okay? And this is not an episode about weight loss or nutrition, although I could certainly talk your ear off about it. Having been in that era, that era, that uh, arena for a long time. But it's really more about, it's just uh, something we can all relate to because we all eat to sustain our lives, right? But food is a very seductive and slippery slope because you're like, well, I got to eat anyways, and why don't I eat for pleasure, you know? There's nothing wrong with eating for pleasure, but if the if the downside is that it impacts your physical as well as your mental health, you know, that's that's a problem. But I say that as an example because so many people, like I said, <clears throat> like I remember talking to this particular client and she's like, I just, I loathe my job. I hate it. I've been doing it for 25 years since I, right, I got out of college. You know, she's like in her, what, mid-40s or whatever at the point. I absolutely hate it but I make really good money. I'm really good at it. And so, but there's nothing else that I would do. I have no idea. And so when we started exploring various things, you know, she had a a bunch of hobbies that she loved, you know. Um, She was a painter. She loved doing that. She loved music. She loved um, traveling and various, learning different cultures and music of those cultures and food of those cultures, right? And I was like, listen, there's there's got to be something else that you could be doing that you'd be so much happier with. Because think about a happier version of you coming home. How does that impact, in her case, her husband or how she parents, right? Think about the the examples that she is showing and setting for her kids, right? Not surprisingly, her three kids, several of them had weight issues already because she was very overweight right and when I started asking her well how did you get into being an accountant she's like well honestly I got out of school didn't know exactly what I wanted to do knew what I didn't want to do and one of my friends said I'd gotten a job at a bank and she's like hey there's an open position as a teller um do you want to do you want to do that she's like I don't know I got to make money I got to you know, pay the bills, you know, comes back to paying the bills. So she, she's like, I'm going to get this job and, uh, you know, at this bank and, and just see where it goes. And sure enough, then she started working her way up, which made her, it filled her, her self-esteem, her ego. She's like, oh, okay, cool. But what she found herself is that she painted herself into a corner of becoming really good at ultimately being an accountant, but hating it, right? I've heard other people who, own a business, let's say, like a design firm. And they used to be artists and they used to love what they do, but they have so much, they've, they've, they've separated themselves so much from the craft of creating art for clients. And they now have this like design firm ad agency <clears throat> that they're making great money and, and they have all these people that they're employing, but they feel so stuck that they feel like to change would be to put all these people out of work, you know, or 
it just wouldn't make sense because they have their children. They've got so many, you know, they've got their house and cars and they love their vacations. And so it's very easy. I get it. It's very easy to feel stuck. Um, you know, when, when you maybe have selected something, a big part of your life at a time when you were not clear of what your needs were and what you were really, what your gifts are, you know? I know several people, a lot of people, unfortunately, who are my age, who got married 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, who feel stuck. Some of them admit it. Some of them won't admit it. But you can just see the writing on the wall pretty easily. They feel stuck in a relationship that is less than ideal. Because let's say they felt like, oh, they had this vision of I wanted to have children by this point in my life, (laughs) by 28 so they found a you know a worthy suitor suitor they married him and started having babies and lo and behold found out that that suitor that husband is a horrible partner uh not much of a participant in her or their children's lives right then what do you do you know do you feel stuck because then well I would get a divorce, but I don't want to impact the kids, so I'm going to stay in this, you know, until the kids are 18 or out of the house, and, you know, it's 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 brutal. So there's there's no lack of compassion or empathy that I have for someone who feels stuck, okay? But this podcast is about taking charge of your life because the reality is, is as I was talking about on this previous, you know, uh, interview I was just doing with Stephen, Man, there's a cost to everything. There's a cost, and 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 if you have kids, typically they're the ones that uh, receive the brunt of the cost. They're the ones who will end up paying for your decision to not move or not change, you know. But you can rationalize. I know a lot of people I've talked to and my clients, they 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 can rationalize why they think it'll do more harm to to make a change, either out of a job or a relationship. Or, you know, even with a lot of people that are overweight, to to change their lifestyle would ultimately mean to divorce, essentially, their friendships with a lot of people who also are foodies and they love food and they, you know, they don't have a budget, (laughs) if you will, for for how many calories they eat a day, right? It's like someone who has, you know, limitless money and they don't have a budget. They just spend and spend and spend. Um, Sometimes eating that way can, can... also resemble a, a similar thing where you have no real hold on of how much you're eating, right? So I digress. But the point being is that if you really do sit down and you start to write out what your ideal relationship, what your ideal vision uh, is of your physical health, of your mental health, of your spiritual health, your financial health, your relational health, what is your ideal relationship look like? And it can be super scary. Super scary because you don't want to acknowledge that you're unhappy in the current relationship or that unhappy in your current job or career, right? Maybe you've spent a lot of money. Maybe you're deeply in debt <laughs> in in something that you went to school for and you hate it. Listen, life is short, man. You only get one life. And I will continue to be an, an advocate for uh, having the cones, the balls, 
to really step out of your comfort zone and pursue it. That doesn't mean you have to quit your job today and pursue something different. It's really about like maybe you can go to night school. Maybe you can, you know, go to find a a uh, a group on Facebook, uh, a real estate investors. Maybe you want to become a real estate investor, and you can find a a group on Facebook or a meetup that you can join and and learn and find some mentors. Right? Like you've got to become creative. And I think sometimes it's it's when you get stuck, the creativity gets shut down. So the the whole idea is to stay creative, stay open-minded, watch your ego because your ego is going to want to say, hell no, I'm comfortable with where I'm at, even if I'm comfortable in my own pain. And, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, it reminds me of a couple of those people who are hating on my post. The, the ego will fight to stay stuck because <laughs> at least when you're stuck, you have uh certainty because to step out of that realm of being stuck would mean to actually step into greater uncertainty, which is scary, when you wouldn't know necessarily what life looks like outside of a relationship or outside of a job or, or a certain career field that you've always pursued, right? Or what would it look like to actually lose 80 pounds and start getting attention from the opposite sex, right? Um if you've been hiding behind that. So a big part of this is, you know, not minimizing your light. It's giving yourself permission to step up and shine and to go for it. Because I would much rather, like the saying goes, I would much rather regret the things that I did than to regret the things that I did not attempt to do. So quick little, uh, quick little episode for you. Hope you got something good out of it. Looking forward to catching up with you on the next one. And until then, make it a great day. We'll talk soon. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing, and we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.